and was a, just a, a humble, just a great, just, you know, a great kid, not, not perfect by any means, but, you know, no, no drugs, no guns, no gangs, um, no real problems. I think the most issues we had was him finding his way or what, what he wanted to do without football because football had been his whole life. Um, about two years ago, two and a half years ago, Deontay got an offer from USF, University of South Florida, to play football on a full-ride scholarship. And for the last couple of years prior to that, he was saying he was over it, didn't want to play, but he got this offer. So being that this is my youngest child out of three boys, I was like, well, I'm coming with you. I've had enough of Atlanta, and we're going to do this together. And um, we moved We moved here. We moved to Tampa, Florida. And um, Deontay was very introverted, um, didn't go out much, even though he was a jock, considered a jock. He was always very quiet, very humble, didn't like accolades, didn't like attention, um, but always wanted to be inside the house on that game. So I encouraged him. I said, we're in a new state. I would like for you to get out. And um, we don't live far from Ybor City. I saw a lot of people your age down there look safe. You know, get out. We're in a new place. Make friends. And he took me up on that offer. And one night he decided to go out with a friend. I don't know who the person is, but um, I guess someone he had met. And um, next thing I know is the next day I received a call stating that my son was on life support. I couldn't even imagine. You're like, what do you mean? I've never known Deontay to even have had a fight in his life. Being this big football player and all state, all American, I've never known him to have an altercation, have a fight. He was just so quiet, so humble. And to hear that he's on life support was just. So I ran to the hospital and I found out that um, while my son was standing outside on the street, minding his business, that someone intoxicated ran out of a club and just punched him in his head and he hit the concrete and was left brain damaged. So my son stayed alive. I tried to keep him alive for his dad, for his family to get to the hospital from New York and for his brothers to get there because no one could really understand one punch, mom. What do you mean? There's no way he's gone. Like you're exaggerating. You're dramatic. There's there's It's no way. And um, I just tried to keep him alive um, till everybody got there. Um, Deontay coded twice, which was so scary to know his heart actually stopped. And one thing about Deontay that we always discussed is that he wanted to be an organ donor. You know, mm-hmm. as a mom, I never really wanted to have that conversation or hear that right. because you never think your child is going to go before you. But he Mm -hmm. always was like, Mom, you know, you just can help so many people. I want to be an organ donor. And I was like, you're just doing it so you can have a cheaper driver's license. And he was like, no, for (laughs) real, for real, I want to be an organ donor. So anyway, he did have that on his driver's license. So I had to honor that. And so um, when his family came and everybody got to see him and we spoke to doctors and three doctors had to tell us there was no brain activity. Um, I knew that I had to make this unselfish decision because I would have just wanted to keep him like that. Just and mm-hmm. boom, and I'll just take him his food and he'll still be my baby. And I'll just, but my son was just an athlete and there was just no way I could just see him like that for the rest of his life. So I had to make that right. 
unselfish decision to take him off life support. And um, what a hard, I mean, the hardest decision I think, I, I hope and I pray that I ever had to, will ever have to make in my life. And um, this has just changed our, my, it's just changed our family dynamic forever. Right. Um, you know, how like I said, was, I have two older. How well, old he's was 20, he? He was 25 years old when this occurred. Um, okay. So we're going on two years. September 26 would be two years to the date that this happened. Um, you know, Carolyn, you were a big influence in my son's life. I have so many memories with him at your house and just so many memories. But our lives will just never Whatever be the be same. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. It, it'll just, I, I don't know how to get through. I think sometimes I just put on a facade, which is easier. Mm -hmm. Um, I had someone ask me a few weeks ago, so, you know, you, you still grieving you, when do you think you're going to stop grieving? And I just couldn't believe that they would mm -hmm. say that. I can't either. But at the same time, I have to understand, I'm trying to understand because I'm trying doesn't always work that if you never walked in these shoes you you can't you you can't possibly understand but i would just hope for even if you can't empathize for people to be able to sympathize exactly and, um, i agree <clears throat> you know because sometimes now people don't know what to say they just try they to provide comfort and sometimes you just want them to listen just don't say anything i know i do exactly yes you know. carolyn bingo you hit it on the head so now right. we're in a in an ugly shoe club i have a new brother i have a new mm -hmm. sister and um you know well carolyn yes, you've always been my sister but we hadn't spoke for years and um i know i would still love to catch up with you but not under these circumstances you know oh is that but, exactly um, yeah but, and i would um, like every... to say and i would like to say really quick um dion that <laughs> i if 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 anyone knows dion <laughs> and tay tay is what she called him as she stated, we've known each other for years. However, um, our kids played the same position. So they were all, <laughs> it was always a little something there. And you can see her running up and down the field with her cowbell and yelling, go Tay-Tay, go. If you can't hear no other parent, you can hear Dion. And Tay-Tay knew his mom was there. She made sure it was known. And so that's something that I remember always. I could still hear her voice right now today. She didn't care who said what. She was going to cheer for her baby. And that's what I remember I the was. most. So, Tay-Tay, so you better hit smile. somebody. For, yeah, exactly. You better hit somebody. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you could have sworn his mom was out there playing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. yeah that that's really um what i remember um now dion the night when tay left tay tay left of course you had no idea that would be the last time that you and him were, would ever speak you just thought like any other day he was going and he was coming right. back home you yep. know it it was something so when you saw him you know again that that I'm sure that what when did you see him that next evening that same that next day next, or when next, did you the next day I didn't even know what happened because they you know we didn't know anyone here so they didn't know how to contact us they thought he was from Ohio right. or Michigan oh, I don't wow. know why he had a license uh license on him but um uh, I think he still okay. might have had the Georgia license 
So I don't oh, know. They okay. couldn't contact me. So I saw him the next day laying in that hospital bed and there was a detective outside of his room. Uh, mm -hmm. And the first thing he did was give me his card and it said homicide. And I was mm. like, it's not a homicide. My child's still alive. Which, why you? Right. And then, you know, this is before even seeing a doctor. And then I met the, the brain surgeon, the neurologist, and he just was like, you know, not very empathetic. I realized sometimes it's a cultural thing where they're from, but he was right. just straight to the point. There's no hope. There's no hope. And I just, I, I, you know, I, I still feel like I'm in a fog. Now, let me ask Apparently. you this. I know you had stated that he was an organ donor. Do you think, and I've heard different people say things about that. Do you think that that may have had any type of relevance on the approach they were taking? Or do you think that they were doing everything that they could? Because I've heard mixed things about that. You know what? That is, I mean, you have, you have hit it on the head. I don't know. I kept asking people because I'm not from here. Was Tampa General a good hospital? And from what I was told is the number one trauma hospital in Tampa. But from the time I walked in and saw my son, every day they were like on me, like, to me like vultures. To the point where mm -hmm. I had to kind of go off on them a little bit and have my son mm -hmm. take over that conversation with them. Right, you and know, heard, yeah, it, just, yeah. it was I've too much. Like they don't care about him living; they just want these organs, you know. Exactly. And, and, the re and that's the reason lot. I ask you that because I know someone else that had a parent that felt that way um, when their son passed. It's like the doctors were constantly asking about donating the organs. Yeah. He's not going to make it, and you're like, as a parent, you're like, hey, do everything you can to save my child. And they're yeah, like, well, there's nothing, no brain activity, no brain activity. It's like they just wanted the organ. So I was wondering if you ever felt that way during the process. I sure did. I sure did. It was a horrible experience because I, I in the back of my head, and still to this day, you know, I would think like, did they do everything or did they want did these they organs more? to save somebody right. else? You know? Exactly. And um, it, it's, just, it's just been a really difficult ordeal. Sometimes it feels like it just happened yesterday. I you know, know, it's just, I know. It's just I know. an emotional roller coaster that I mean, I don't know. I don't, I just, I sometimes I feel like I'm alone in it. I know that there's other parents out here, but I don't, being I'm my only child, I don't have any siblings. My parents are both gone. My grandparents are gone, all deceased. Right. It's just mm -hmm. really, really, his brothers handle it a different way. Maybe if I would have had a daughter, but the brothers are very quiet about it. Um, I guess every day I want somebody to say his name. Mm -hmm. And they're the opposite. They don't want to talk about it, really, you know? Right, right. And I, I had to, I was, I used to be upset with them, but I had to realize everybody handles grief differently. Right. And the way they, they handle theirs is to suppress their grief. Mm -hmm. And, but me mm -hmm. as a mother, I'm like, I want his name to be shouted to the, you know, I have on my t-shirt and I want his name to be shouted to the mountaintop every day, every day, every day. So, um, right. I'm just, it's just, it's just really hard dealing with this. I still can't believe he's gone. And I thank you for this platform to be able to tell his story, Absolutely our story, and, and um, just really difficult. Now, let me, let, let me ask you this. Um, the person that actually um, committed the awful crime, what happened with him or her? Um, so it was a young man who was, 32 years old, I believe, at the time. Um, he had never been in trouble before. 
He was from up north, kind of like us. His story was kind of was very similar to us. Um, he was an athlete. He played for, um, I think he played for the University of Arizona. Um, with COVID, mm-hmm. court was very much delayed. Mm-hmm. And it just kept being virtual court. He ended up getting out on a $200,000 bond. And then court wow. was always delayed. And then he said he had COVID. His lawyer had COVID. So finally, May 26, 2021, he was offered a plea deal that I did not agree upon. Um, mm-hmm. I was not told. The initial DA that I had in my case was in the military. So she was deployed. So I had her oh. boss. And they mm-hmm. offered him seven years. And there was no way, I mean, the charge, unfortunately, was manslaughter instead of murder, too, because they're saying he didn't mean to kill my child. He punched him, but he did not have intent to kill. But there's no way that I would have went for seven years when my child lived 25 years. At least I felt like he should have got to 25 years that my son was on this earth, something. But at least. And that was um, was it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, and that was it. They never gave you any other option. It was just that here's no the plea deal, options. and it, did no. you let them know that you did not want to accept it? And they, yeah, and they said that they had um some kind of statute here, some kind of thing where they have a list, and because he had not, they didn't feel like he was a threat to society and had never had didn't have, have any priors. That this is just what had to happen. I actually wow. received a call yesterday from Vine. Vine is a program that lets you know if the, uh, um, I don't know what to call him. To me, he's a murderer. If he's out mm-hmm. of jail, if he's on bond, I signed up for this when he first got arrested, so I would know his mm-hmm. movements. And okay. yesterday, I received a call out the blue. I did not know it was them. It was the eight hundred number, and I was like, "Who keeps calling me?" And I answered it, mm-hmm. and it was them telling me that he has been moved. So I guess he was okay. here at a, at a county jail. So mm-hmm. effective yesterday, he's moved to some jail in Florida. And I was so thrown off by the call. Mm-hmm. And when they said his name, that I just couldn't even, you know, everybody, my son, everybody was like, well, where did he go? And I was like, I can call the number back. They said to call mm-hmm. back if you have any questions. But I couldn't even take in that information because just hearing his name, his best friend's oh, name, yeah. life with Justin. And his killer's name is Justin. So just to oh. hear that name, it's just. Oh, gosh, I know. It's horrible. Yep, his best friend since fifth grade name is Justin. And um, wow, what and a... his killer is Justin. So I just. What are the chances of that? Know. Yeah. Well, I, I know it's very difficult. I know it's something that yeah. you, you yeah. have to live with every day. And I because I know how much you love that boy. <laughs> And you still yeah, do love yeah. him. You still do. I, do. I know I got you three do. kids, but it was a special. It was a. I don't even say I have three kids, and Lord knows you love all your children. But exactly. maybe because they were so much older than Tay, seven and nine years, mm-hmm. that we just have a special bond. And I just, you know, I feel like he's, he kind of did everything right. So why would God let this happen to him? So I have so much that I go through daily, like I'm sure we oh, all yeah. do. So many mm-hmm. unanswered questions where you have to kind of lean on your faith and no, not on your exactly. own understanding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, no, I have no understanding. Yeah. You and know, you kind of no go through life. You, you kind of try to make it make some sense somewhere and you just you just can't do it. And, you and you're often it. st- it's the often state, you know, don't 
question God and you and you don't really you, it's not that you're questioning but you are definitely wondering <laughs> like well, why, why, why why my why? child why you my know, child like I mean why anybody's child but sometimes you know if you have children out here that you know, we, we you have to keep praying for and hope that you get them out of gangs and selling drugs and on the streets. But you know, my kid he was not one didn't, of those children. He didn't do none of that. He I've never do, seen he him do anything do but smile. I've never seen him do anything but smile. I don't. I no, don't even remember him raising even, his voice. It, like even with football, Carolyn, it was me the one. I know. That, that was, needed the he helmet was on. Even, it was me. He was never even. Yeah. I used to be like, you know, man, he was never even like, mom, it's just a game. We're all having yeah. fun. He always right. had that attitude on life. For such yeah. a young little boy, he never was yeah. angry at, with, yeah. with your son, with LeBrand. He never was, you know, he just <laughs> always had, so God, why would you take this one, you know? I know. You just, so. some things in life, I think it's just we'll never have an answer to. We just have to, you know, I have this little saying, I, I say, you know, God doesn't move all mountains. You have to ask him for the strength to go around them because Ooh, all mountains in our lives are not meant to be moved. Right. And I just kind of made it up in my head one day. You know, I say, Lord, I don't know. You know, some mountains you, you can't move because, you know, everyone always teaches us to ask God to come in and move your mountains and things like that. But in life, really, some mountains are not meant to be moved. Sometimes you have to ask God for the strength to go around them so you can continue to live. Cause that's what he would want you to do, you know what I mean. So I understand. You know, if anybody knows, I I know. You know, we didn't expect to come back together in this way, but you no. never know how things and how life is going to take you. Such a blessing you have. Thank I mean, you. just out of all the teams he's played on, all the parents I've met, all the people I've met since I moved to Atlanta, you were the one that I hadn't seen in. 10 years and for you just to call me and help me arrange everything and just step up. I mean, I just, sometimes I just, I, sometimes I, that's still to me, like I have to sit here and be like, she really did all of this. And I always knew you were a good person, but when I say you showed out with this one, you just, well, I appreciate you it. and your husband and your daughter and your son, I mean, the love, just love. Absolutely. And humanity you know? and just seeing the best in people. And y'all did exactly what the, you did exactly what Tay would have told me you probably would have did. And the person that he because <laughs> he always tried to get me to see the best in people. And right. when I tell you, I thank you so very much for everything. Right. Well, you are absolutely welcome. I I, I, I pray yeah. I never have to do that type of favor again. But if it, any anything in life you need, I am absolutely here for you. You know, because I know we're always connected. We're always connected on this unfortunate situation. So I thank you, and I appreciate you being yeah. able to speak about your son because I know you loved him and you still love him so very much. And um, I'm gonna go on to Ike. I appreciate you being here. That stated earlier. I, I think originally, you know, it's curving since that I'm a one woman show, but I think I forgot to make us go live at first. But it's okay. We live now. <laughs> I realized when Dion put the picture up, I'm like, oh man, let me go live. But, you know, I'm doing it all myself and I got my glasses on, my, my contacts, trying to work it out today. But anyway, um, I. I
my son died in that accident. But, uh, you know, my, I raised my son to, to fear God, to do everything right. And right. And son, and your, your son, Carolyn, he was great at football. He loved football. And the only time I ever seen my son get mad is when I wouldn't allow him to play football. And the only reason <laughs> I didn't allow him to play football because his grades went from A's to D's. And I said, oh, okay. well, your education comes first. But he mm-hmm. didn't understand that at first. Right. So, you know, th- through the years, you know, he understood that he had to have sense, common mm-hmm. sense, and brain, you know, sense to be able right. to make him in life. But um, right. he was a great kid, looked just like me. I'm talking about my experience. I was, I was going to say, <laughs> I, I looked on your Facebook, I was like, that is his twin from back in the day. Yeah, looked just <laughs> like me. Every, every bit of me was him. And, oh. and I was going to bring a picture, but I forgot the day was the day that we were supposed to do everything. That's my mistake. Oh. I apologize for that. But um, okay. like um, Dion said, I never forget that day, August the 12th. Lord Jesus, I was in here cutting hair, and my son's girlfriend came in and said that it was bad. I said, what's bad? And she said, it's bad. So I said, what's bad? So she said, he's been in an accident. So I was like, oh, man. So, it, you know, she told me that it happened in Savannah. So I was on the road, on the road going to Savannah, come to find out. Happened in a little small town right here on the outside of Jacksonville on Alma. And mm-hmm. so I had to change directions to go there and get there. And when I got there, you know, they they worked on him. But when I got there, he was gone. So when I got to the hospital and I see the look on everybody's face, I was like, Lord Jesus. But I went inside and I seen him laying there on that gurney. And like you like you said, you know, the first thing that the people said to me was about he was a, a kidney a donor. Organ donor. Organ donor. Organ donor. And they wanted to, you know, get his organs and they wanted us to give them permission to get mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. Me having an attitude because here I am looking at my son laying up on this gurney dead. And the first right. thing you want to ask me about is some organs. You know, right. I went off. You know, mm-hmm. I, I snapped because I'm angry. You know, right. so I was I was dealing with all these different emotions. So I just walked out. You know, and my, my wife and my daughter and all of them, they was in there trying to deal with, with it. So in my mind, I said, what I need to do that I need to be the man and go in here and try to comfort them. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm hurting, you know, I know it's different when it's a mother's love. Right. You know, even though, you know, I'm a father and I love deeply, but I know, you know, that connection between mother and kid is way stronger. Yes. Oh, so I, yeah. try, I, say, I say I need to get in here and try to comfort my wife and my daughter and everybody. Because I know mm-hmm. they're dealing with this on a different emotional scale than I am. So, mm-hmm. you know, we got to do all of that. And, you know, I got um, one of my classmates to get the body because we wouldn't donate. I, because I felt like, you know, Carolyn, I've heard the stories about people going around harvesting uh, right. 
organs mm-hmm. and all of that. And I wasn't going to let my son be a part of it because I right. didn't know if y'all if y'all did enough to save his life. Because mm-hmm. from what, what what was described to me was when he ran into the back of that bus, the first thing that he did was jump out of his vehicle, ran right, into the side of the bus, got all the kids out of the bus, and then once mm-hmm. he got all the kids out of the bus, he collapsed. So mm-hmm. I was still trying to figure out, you know, how was he able to do all that? And all of a sudden, now he's dead. So right. I couldn't, I couldn't wrap, I couldn't wrap my right, my mind around all of that. So I wasn't about to let nobody take his kids, you know. What I mean? Right. So after, so after we got him back, that's when things really, because I started blaming myself, because mm-hmm. I said, well, maybe if I would have just let him stay home longer, you know, maybe mm-hmm. you know this wouldn't have happened, that wouldn't right. happen. So I blamed myself for for a long time for everything that happened. And right. It took. And sometimes, right now to this day, I still kind of blame myself for mm-hmm. him past because I feel like sometimes I pushed him too fast mm-hmm. to go out and, you know, try to make a way for himself. And I felt like, but, you know, he was 25, and that's another reason why I started crying with Dion. I said, she said, I said, because, hey, my son died at 25 also. And mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. man, but. You know, you feel like they have so much living to do. You yeah, know? And, but, was, but I said to myself, I said, you know, God is not going to put no more on us than what we can bear. And mm-hmm. I don't know what God got in store for, for me in this one, but I said, God, whatever it is, I just want you to do what you got to do and just keep right. me to understand because it's hard for me to understand why. And when you say there's something that it's an everyday thing. Every day, I think about my son every day. Every day. And I try, and there times that I try not to think about it, but it's impossible. Because I think about it every day. I'm talking about every minute, every, every day, I think about it. Mm-hmm. Somebody can just say something that triggers mm-hmm. a thought about yeah. him or a laugh or a song. Mm-hmm. And you know, I am dealing with all these emotions again. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it's kind of all this kind of hard thing to talk to somebody. Yeah. Which is yeah, one so- of the reasons that I agreed to do this show is because I felt like I just needed to try to talk to somebody about it. Well, that's, okay. yeah. Because there are a lot of people that have the same experience and and even though you have, in my opinion, you have family and friends around. I know without me, I couldn't make it without my family and friends. But unless you've actually experienced that, you really don't know how it feels. You know, sometimes, you know, I've had, you know, I've even had a situation where a friend had a very difficult time dealing with, you know, my daughter's passing. And I would find myself every time I'm on the phone. I would bring something up about my daughter or talk about her and I would just start crying. And she asked me, she said it was hard for her to hear about it. So I respected that and I stopped talking to her particularly about it. And I felt mixed about it because I was like, you know, sometimes you just have to let a person vent and just hear hear you. You know, I know it's difficult for the next person, but I'm the one that lost my child. And you kind of like, man, I want you to hear what yeah. I'm saying. 
you need a, somebody who could just listen. And I do have that best friend that, that does that, um, Brenda. She would listen to me all day and all night. My friend Chris, he prayed for me. He'll listen to me all day and all, and all night. But some people, they just can't take it. And you have to respect that. But, you know, so I ran into, you know, different scenarios. But if people don't, you don't understand and you can't relate unless you've actually experienced that unfortunate situation. You know, and I'm so sorry, yeah, Chris, of course. Chris has been a good help for me also. Oh, yeah. He's a great friend to have in your back pocket, right? <laughs> yes, yes, <all. laughs> and um i thank you too i um for for sharing that i i know it was very difficult for both of you all and i truly appreciate it you just don't know for being part of my first like, show when did this happen like when did this uh, take place um august the 12th just passed with one year it's yeah one, one within a year Okay. So we're we are two years out and his hits is within a, a year. Just a year, right? It was just a year. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, just a year. year. I remember seeing Yeah, when he said August twelfth, I was thinking like, Oh my gosh, did this happen two yeah. weeks? You know, like, oh my gosh. Oh, but even no. a year. It's just oh, I mean yeah. a year. I just like it was yesterday. It's still fresh. <laughs> yeah. Just, just like you know it was what? yesterday. Those anniversary dates, you you hate like you especially yeah. you know the birthdays, the holidays. It's like before you found mm -hmm. yourself. You know, I'm a person. I love Christmas. You know, I love, I love Christmas. I love the joy. I love giving. I love every part of it. That was his favorite holiday, but now I find myself dreading that mm -hmm. this month is about to end. Even though I got mm -hmm. another son whose birthday is Saturday. Beyonce's uh -huh. birthday tomorrow, son's birthday Saturday, but I know that their birthday's at the end, and then I'm gonna have September first, and that 26 mm. is gonna be there. You know what I mean? So mm. and so I'm just mm. and then I'm got. What do you do on these days? Do you do you know? Do right. you, do you, do everybody's you celebrate his life. You have part. I'm not. I'm in a place where I don't have anybody really around me that I know. So you like, know what, what, what Dion? We. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes because I want to get you guys' opinion on that. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. going to tell you really quick gonna, about... Um, can you move Erica over for us so we can see her picture? You see, you, oh, see, I thought you guys could see her. No, can you see thank her now? you. Yes. Oh, yeah. see, my, my screen shows me that you guys can see her. No, Is that thank better? you. Okay. Um, all right, this is my baby. Well, it's actually my oldest daughter. But she was my baby for many, many years. And I know initially I didn't go live, but I thought I was live, but I wasn't. So just to kind of reiterate a little bit of how my introduction went to the show, you know, I was speaking about how we go about our day doing our routines. And um, when things take us off our normal track, it's, it's out of order, you know. And when you lose a child, it's just out of order. You know, no parent expects to bury their child, you know. And so that's kind of how I started the show, but I don't think it recorded. But at any rate, um, for me, I was, the, the particular morning when I got my call, I was in bed. And I remember saying, whoa, I had a good night's sleep. I can remember it so well. I said, I sure enough feel good today. I don't know what it was about to sleep that night. I just felt like I rested well. So I got up and my sister and I, I think we're, we're going to get together or something. I can't really remember. But um, I remember getting a phone call. Um, I want to say from my sister, my, my nephew, 
that someone had contacted him and told him that um, my daughter's car was in an odd place. And just to kind of digress a little bit and go back, you know, Erica has three boys um, and she loved her boys. She was always a hardworking mama, you know, and she had applied for graduate school. I had written a nice letter for her. She had gotten approved and she was always so, so smart. She was always, she would help any, anybody, anyone. She would help anyone almost to a fault. You know, I would always tell her she was too kind to people. And a lot of the people she was kind to, she really didn't need to be kind to if you ask me. And I would always try to break her out of it because I'm not that nice. You know, I'm just not that nice. And I'm glad because the people that are closest to are the one that can hurt you the most. So she was dating this guy. Long story short, had been dating him long. And um, I don't know what really transpired, but something happened that night. And he took her life. He knew her children. He had spent time with her children. I had even met him once or twice. I didn't know him well. I never liked him. You know how you, as a parent, you just get this vibe about somebody you just don't like. I just did not care for him. And one of our last conversations, I was telling her he needed to go. I was trying to get him to go. But you know, when they're adults, what can you do? You know? Um, but I didn't think he was going to be around long. I thought she would kick him to the curb, you know. But um, I don't know what happened. All I know is that um, he ended up taking her life. And in my opinion, I thought that he was going to try to move her body. But God stepped in and it, he couldn't. And um, my sister called me and told me her car was in an odd, an odd place. And he had put her in the car and was going to try to go somewhere, but the car wouldn't go. And so I'm, I'm thanking God that it didn't go, you know, and um, I was able to, I, I, I know I couldn't identify anybody. I, I, I know I couldn't. And um, I ended up um, had giving them some descriptions of tattoos and stuff to verify that it was her. And because she had two tattoos with my name on it. And because we were so close and we, you know, for me, you know, I, I, unlike, I already know the answer, but the audience doesn't know the answer. You know, I was fortunate enough to have grandchildren, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, sh I, explain, do, do you all have grandchildren? Either one? Oh, of no. Them? Okay. Well, not, I have grandchildren from other children, but not, say he was 25 and I used to always say to him, Ooh, you're so spoiled. Please don't have no kids. And he used to say, Mom, I, I want to be married. I want to be with this one person for the rest of my life. And I was so, you know, so glad he had right. that attitude about himself. Right, so right. He never right. had any children. And now never I wish. That he I wish. had, well, yeah. What about you, I? No, he didn't, but I wish. Yeah. And people well, always seem to think because you have other children that at least you have another child. I don't agree with that. 
I, I, I don't agree with that because every child is special in their own being yeah. unique and special, whether you have one or you have a house full, you know, and I yeah. have my grandchild, my grandson looks just like her and I, I have custody of him and I have custody of my older grandson and I say the youngest one is her twin. He's so loving and he hugged me so much just like she did. She would kiss you with those wet kisses. Every time she would give me a kiss, I said, Erica, you have the wettest kiss. And she said, oh, mommy, you know, and she had the wettest kisses, you know, and, and he has wet kisses just like her. And I almost feel like if you see him, he looks identical. I mean, he's just a boy. And, um, you know, so I thank God that she left me to my grandkids, you know, but it doesn't yeah. replace her, you know. Yeah. And sometimes people wonder, they say, well, if uh, a child is. Tell me what you guys think about it. If a child is sickly and then they pass as opposed to something happening tragically, do you think it, in your opinion, it's a difference? You know, like if you have I a chance to prepare. To, I would, I would have to, I've been, I've, I've been faced with that. So when this first happened, you know, everybody says go to grief counseling, right? Go to grief counseling. You need to talk to somebody. So right. I found grief counseling down here in Tampa. So when I walked in, I had to like interview for the grief counseling. Right. I said, Make oh, sure okay. you're not. So I had to well, not go off on other parents, and you have to know the rules. And one of the rules okay. was don't compare your grief to others. And I, okay. I heard everything you said, so I'm signed up. I'm ready to go in grief counseling. So when it was uh -huh. my day to go, I went in there. There were there was a lady who had lost her child about 12 years old to cancer, okay. and then there was another um, couple that their son was about 50 and he just didn't wake up one day oh, and wow. okay. to be honest with you as i listened to their stories and we introduced ourselves i understood why the grief counselor told me one of the rules of the grief one rule of the group is do not compare your grief right. because i was sitting there like okay well to me i don't know murder is a difference than your child was cancer right. you had time to know you know, you had time to prepare. Prepare. You know, say people, y'all got 50 years. My son was 25, but, and I never right, went back to this right. particular grief counseling. But now that was two years ago. So as time goes by now, I realize that I don't, I think if God forbid, if Tay would have been in a car accident, like Ike's child, I wouldn't, it would have still been just as bad. But now to right. sickness where I had time, I don't know because, like I said, you never get this. Until you put those shoes on. Yeah. So if Tay was in a car accident, I, I still think that would have been traumatic for me. Oh, because absolutely. it was something about Tay where he never really wanted to, you know, here you are, this big man on campus, and you never right. want to drive. But I got right. in a car accident with him when he was young. So I thought I did something to him. But I, Derek used to be like, you're not pushing him to be a man. He need to be a man and man up. And mm -hmm. I used to tell myself. God forbid if this kid gets in an accident and he always just didn't want to drive, but here I am his chauffeur. So we're going right, to have to come right. to a place. But I always figured, Tay, something would happen that he would be in a car accident because he just never liked driving. And his friends would laugh at him because he'll be mm -hmm. in the back seat putting on a seatbelt at uh -huh. 18, 19 because it was just something always scary to him. About right. So right. I, I try not to compare as I, as I'm in this journey now i try not to compare my grief but mm -hmm. there's just something about a car accident to me is kind of right there and it is murder 
but the people that have kids that were sick, it's hard. Mm -hmm. But I mean, who am I to say that cancer, whatever, leukemia, whatever, you, you know, even somebody with a newborn, some, you know, one lady right. was like, well, I lost my baby too. And I was like, oh, yeah. how old? And she was like, he was still born. And I was looking like, no lady, yeah. you know, you don't, that's right. not right. years. You didn't you, get middle school. Right, because you don't yeah. have, you feel like a newborn, you don't have an opportunity to connect you didn't get and to things know. of that but nature. Then, but then to... you think though they lost out on the having that opportunity. Right. Because right. they look right. because then flip, then flip, they look at us and say, Well, God did give you twenty five or thirty six because my daughter was thirty six, give you twenty five and thirty six years. You do have grandchildren. Yeah. So yeah, when you do compare, I can see because no one it, again, you don't really know unless you're in that person's shoes how it feels because you know when the when when everything for the for the for the animal that did that to my daughter, he ended up getting a life sentence with the possibility of parole. Um, I, I honestly didn't want him to get parole. I, 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 I not it's no guarantee. It's a chance, but I'm gonna write letters. I'm gonna do everything I can to keep his sorry ass right where and he is. Because if you have, if you have, if you can take someone's life, it's nothing gonna stop you from doing it again. Nothing. Right. I, I, all that you yeah, can right. put them in, in. They go to jail and they 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 can come back and they they rehabilitated and they'll come back being a citizen. Yeah, sometimes depending on what it is, but certain things when it comes to harming children harming children and taking someone's life that's a different totally different category than that those kind of type of people are raping someone of that you need to sit your ass right there and, and think about you, what you've done to someone because even what with rape you, you you you've taken someone's life because if someone has been raped or you force yourself on someone to me that you've taken that person's life because it's still their life is still never the same so no you need to sit your ass why should you get out and enjoy your family and your friends and you a young man i think he was like oh no he was young in his 20s late 20s you you gonna still be young oh no if god spare my life i'm gonna write and keep his sorry ass right where he is and i support I you i'll write too thank I'll you so much Whatever Thank you have, because I wish that I would have had that. Now, I don't wish this young man would have got life. I don't wish that on him. At first, I did. At first, I did. And people tell me, I know y'all say it because y'all might be a little more religious than me. I'm finding my walk. I'm, a, I'm still a, a, you know, I'm still a walk in progress. I but, guess um, me too. I guess yeah. I am too. I, I got. I know y'all here. Like I got. Everybody keeps telling me I need to forgive him so then I can move on. I'm not there yet. I'm just straight uh -uh. up and down. I'm not there yet. Now, I didn't wish life on him because it was one punch. And I don't think intentionally, according to the video, which I've never watched, he was standing over him talking trash. So obviously to the DA, that means, well, he was still talking to him. That means he didn't mean to kill him. But you mm -hmm. still, he's 33. He'll be out in, I think, Florida. You have to do 85% of your time. Your damn self. So he I did say I wasn't gonna cuss on my show, but excuse me. Every now and then it will come out, Kervin. Since we keep it real, keep your hands to yourself because you never yeah. know when you hit someone what may happen. So your yeah, unintentional, yeah. unintentional hit cost someone his life. So why yeah. should you get out yeah. here and be fancy free? I agree. I and what really makes me feel know. like it wasn't a fight. Maybe if it was like a a justifiable one on one or something, I could understand. But Tay's back was to this man. Right. So, so in a way that gives me anyway, peace, in so. a way it doesn't. It gives me peace to know that he didn't even see this coming. But in a right. way, it was totally unprovoked. 
You didn't. Oh, you didn't even hear my son say a word. You didn't have an altercation oh, with him, no. an argument, nothing. You nothing. were just intoxicated. So then, exactly. a way that gives me peace to know that he didn't even see what was coming. Right. And he just, right. you know. But then right. I'm so mad because, like you said about Erica, he was so kind and nice right. to a fault. He was just always so. And I always told him, watch your surroundings, stop sleeping on, you know. And he, they don't and, listen. And my, my boyfriend, my other kids call him green. They mm -hmm. always be like, Ma, you shouldn't have raised him because they're brought up in New York. They always be like, you know, you raised this green kid. He's so Marietta, Cobb County. He's so right. He's so green. He don't know. And I really sometimes I blame myself as well forever because I encouraged him to get out. I think that we, but I think that we all don't you think I you you think we all have like you said you have some regrets. You know there are things that you wish that you had done. You've done you had done different. And I I think that's the that we all have. I think we all have that. There's a lot of things I wish I wanted to do different, but if I wanted to do anything different, it would have took away all the memories that I shared with my son. Because if I don't got nothing else, I got those memories. And to go back no. a, a, a little, go back a little further. Now, now, as far as like if somebody is sick, now you do have mm -hmm. time to prepare for their death, but it's still death. You know, I know right. it's still your child. I had to get through the yeah. anger yeah. and now I'm understanding that in my journey. But two years ago, I was like, you had oh, I, guess I, feel like I, I, was, I got a call yeah. when my son was born. That you had time to prepare yourself, but you know what? Death is still death. It's still yeah. your child. And I can't I can't compare it because lost. I can't want anybody else to choose. Right. And someone's you know, lost. I can, now I can tell both of y'all this. See, both of y'all had y'all children taken away from y'all by the hands of somebody else. My son was an accident. But if, I, I know for an absolute fact that if somebody would have took my child life, I probably would have been trying to get into that prison or jail to get to them myself. And you had exactly right to be over. And you know what? And that's so true. But the thing is about a coward, you can't get to them. Because yeah, they right. be one, they be one step ahead. Oh, trust and believe. Oh, trust and believe. <laughs> trust oh, and believe. That's why we had that blind thing. So we know that he was. <laughs> you know, but he's so scary. Trust. He had his address changed because you know I got oh, other yeah. sons, and they yeah. bout it. But, exactly. um, you can't yeah. get to them. They be one step ahead of you. You could buy, first of all, you got to think about when the act the act has happened. And now you're finding out they're already steps ahead, planning what they're gonna yeah. do, how they're gonna do it, and when, when they're gonna do it, and who they're gonna do it with. So yeah. you know that you already in trying to play catch up. But but if if, if I feel like it should be in other countries, I feel like you should yeah. just like kill they kill them. Like like you get if if you hurt someone or you rape someone or you molest a child or you kill someone then you need to serve the same punishment. You don't need to be around right sitting your behind in jail getting big eating food seeing your people come in and visit you like you on a, a a a vacation. You know what I'm saying? And you counting your days and your time. No, you take someone like I'm all the way about it. I don't care who says so. I don't care. Yes, you need to get the same thing. Yeah, you sorry later. But if you had taken that time out to think about what you did before you did it, then maybe, you know what I'm saying? You wouldn't be sitting in jail. 
you can always walk away. So now you got time to think about it. Don't bring that person's child back or let the person's love sometimes, come back. Sometimes I, sometimes I have to catch myself and keep an hours actually. Man, you got to ask for forgiveness. Because it's like, like in that Tyler Perry movie, they say, well, you got to wait on Jesus. Jesus don't take care. I say, sometimes Jesus be taking too long. <laughs> let, me, let me take care. You know, some, let me take man. care of him. I know that's, I know that's right. <laughs> I know yes. that's right. It's it, 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 you know, and hindsight is always twenty twenty. It's like you can sit back and say how you would do things or what you could have done differently, or you know, could I have? If I, you feel like you let your children down, you feel like you yeah. as a parent. I think you know because we're gonna move forward into the the next phase of of this show. You know, where we we think about how are we living now. Well, let me say with me on a day to day, I. You always think about, you know, what what you could have done differently. You feel like you let your children down. You should have been there to support them. You should have been there to protect them because that's what a parent is supposed to do. Do you guys ever experience those feelings? I definitely yeah. experience it. I, I just feel like, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like I was trying to do what Ike was trying to do, but, but he didn't really have a dad there. But, you know, I've been with Derek for some years, and everybody always said Tay was coddled. But I still cut his meat and cut his waffles. and. You know, everybody's like, cut his meat at 25. Now still cutting, you know, I him. And I feel like if I would have had him a little more New York, like like my other boy, he would have been down. He would have been more, you know, he would have more aware of his surroundings. It's not a day that goes by that you probably don't ask yourself, what could you have done differently? Done differently. And like with you, I, I want to say that. All I can see that you did is what what I was trying to do, and I couldn't do yeah. it because it's hard to teach a man to be a man when you're not a man. And all you right. was doing was trying to teach him to be a man, you I know. And there was own. nothing wrong with what you was doing and making him self sufficient. Because I always said, "What if I close my eyes tomorrow?" I used to tell Tay that. I always say, "What if I close my eyes tomorrow?" Because he couldn't. He was just really, he was really naive and immature. So, you know, he just very, very dependent upon me. And I didn't know how to really break it. But people started telling me, if something happened to you, he's not going to be able to just stay with other people rent free. And just keep saying he figured out his life. You know, right. my, my, my other sons were like trying to push him to go to the, um, some kind of Coast Guard down here in Florida and go in the military or something. Because they were like, mom, if something happened to you, we not doing what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? You're mm -hmm. not raising him right to be nobody's husband. So in hindsight, I would have had him maybe a little more street savvy instead of me picking him up till he was 20-something years old and driving him everywhere. And <laughs> but but you know, like like what Ike was saying, um, that he he constantly thinks about what he could have done differently. Um, if you had a chance, what are some of the things you think about? Well, the, one, the, the only thing that I probably would have done differently was I would have pushed him to go back to college instead of letting him um, drive truck because mm -hmm. that's that's what I did. I was driving truck. And oh, okay. I guess he he wanted I guess he wanted to be like me so bad. And when when he came right. home from college, he said, "Dad, I'm going back." He said, "Let me take a year." And the next thing I know, one year later, two years, and then mm -hmm. this, this chick. And then it was just like he was more focused on the chick than he yeah. was on anything else. See, but I had the power at that time to force him to go back to college. Right. That's right. the only thing I wish I would have changed, but. You right. Know, hey, 
But you it, know it what? Has now, so. Right, and life happens. You being a parent doesn't come with a book. You know, none of us oh. get it right the first time. We don't. We we learn this thing as we go. You know what I mean? We yes. all look back and say what we could have done. I was a young parent. You know, I was very, very young. You know, I had Eric. Yeah, Eric pretty much grew up with me, you know. So um, that's going to be one of my shows as well because there are a lot of things you can do even though you do start young. But I didn't know anything. I was blessed enough to have my mother, thank God, and my family to help me, <clears throat> excuse yes. me, along the way. Her, and, you know, her father was uh, instrumental, you know, but he wasn't physically there but he was instrumental she was very had a close relationship and then i had my loving husband who's been there a lot most of her life so i I was able to put myself in different environments but being a parent doesn't come with a book you know we do our best and we hope the best for our children but at the end of the day they can be doctor a lawyer indian chief when god say that's that's it then there's nothing that we can do you know So at the end of the day, some things in life, like I say, that mountain that we can't move, we have to ask God for strength to go around. And I know um, for me, you know, I would like us to talk about how we're dealing with it. Because, you know, we'll talk about this forever and ever. And I wanted us to kind of talk about um, how we're dealing with it now. I know for me, uh, I I deal with keeping my daughter alive. I I try not to think about her not being here. That's just not... I go and talk to her little picture every day and I give her a kiss on the cheek because I always used to kiss her on the cheek because she used to kiss me on the cheek or hug me. And so I talk to her and I hear her voice. People think I'm crazy. I'm not. We were very close. And so um, I just try to talk, keep her in the present. I try not to think of her not being here because when I do, that makes me sad. So I try to think about what she would want me to do because we were so close. And I try to make decisions for her children based on how I think she would have them do certain things. So for me, I think that has helped me. Just try not, you know, live like she would want you to live or he would want you to live and keep them alive in your heart. And, and and take it day by day. It's not something that we will never get over, but it's something that we will be able to live with them as far as keeping them alive in our heart. What about you, Dion, before we close? Um, I think the same. I think I don't like to talk about him in the past tense. Right. Um, it's kind of hard for me because I think, Carolyn, you have like so many, you know, you have younger children. And I yeah, think I like Liasia, I'm always looking at Liasia and, um, I think, and then your post, you know, I think the difference, like, of girls and boys, I'm really noticing now, you have, uh-huh. you know, sometimes I'm slick jealous again, <laughs> because I'm looking, I'm like, oh, she got all these beautiful posts from Erica, you know what I mean? I got yeah. posts from Jay. But, you know, he, <laughs> he was, was a younger. Boy, though. He was a boy. He was a boy. Yeah, he was a boy. So, <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I look at that, and I'm always like, oh, my goodness, I'll do anything for one post. Hey, and he hated social media. Yeah. So, like, he has this picture on there that I used to be like, what picture is this? And he was like, Mom, I just don't like it. I think people are not themselves. And I, he never was on it. He never, he hated it. So, I don't know why he, he hated shy. it. He was kind of shy. He was a kind of shy child to me anyway. Yeah, I guess, I guess um, you see, I get shoes made. Like, everything I get, I have, like, face masks. Um, let's see here. Like, it's not nothing that I can do that, um... Right. You know, it's just like anything that I can do to keep his name alive, and you know what right. works for me too. And it's not a good thing because this might be depression. Is I dream of him a lot. 
but it's okay. you so of course i have to be sleep to dream so right. i always right. want it like at 10 o'clock like the other night mm. you called like at 10 o'clock i'm going to bed because you i need to have a meeting with him he's coming right so i, I don't have to be so i dream hey, a lot about it and the dreams are vivid yeah that, the dreams are vivid what, Right, and I, I'm going to bed at ten. I don't care what's going on, you know. So, <laughs> and that's 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 how I'm keeping. That's that, how I'm that doing. How about you, like? Yeah, that's the thing with me. I I, I I try to keep him in the presence. I'm always talking about stuff that me and him did together. You know, all just all kind of crazy things, and stuff that I remember, stuff that I probably had to forget about, and I just bring right. it up and talk about it. And you know, I just try to keep him Okay. All right. Okay. Take it easy. All right. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. 